0: Welcome to Green Pastures Broadcast with Bishop James Hansen Saki, presiding bishop of Christ Church Group of Churches located in the United Kingdom, Switzerland, Ghana, and USA. This morning I want to share with you on the home. Tell somebody the home say the home hallelujah Psalm 127 and verse number 1 to 5 which is a scripture reading that was read this morning the Bible says that except or unless the Lord builds the house they labor in vain who build it those who are building will labor in vain if the Lord is not involved in the building process hit a target you must be able to train the arrow into the bow and pull it and sometimes you need some strength to do so you need to be disciplined you must you must control the arrow so that when you fire it it will go straight and hit targets and so every child is like that in the hands of the warrior, in the hands of the father, in the hands of a mother. You must be able to handle the child and train the child in one direction, target it, discipline it, and let it go all the way straight to hit the position of prime minister. Amen. To hit the position of the head of the IMF. Amen. To hit the position of a judge. Hallelujah. You must be able to train that arrow and fire it in a particular direction. And the arrow will always precede you. So when you go hunting, the game will be seen far away, but by your skill in being able to hold the bow and the arrow in a very good position and fire it at the target, it goes all the way ahead of you to hit the target. And by the time you make your way through all the towns and all the various limitations in the forest when you get to your target you might be tired but there's a game ready for you when you train that child properly and you fire it very well when you get to your age of retirement there will be a child there that has broken through and will make your latter end to be a glorious end so when the scripture says that the children are like arrows in the hands of a hunter you must be a very skillful hunter to train the arrow in the bow and fire it And I want to announce to you that from the scriptures we have read, the home is a training center. Amen. It's a training center. Proverbs 22 verse 6 and then I'll come back to Psalm 127 and pick some three points there and we'll end the, the teaching for this morning. Glory be to Jesus. I'm very excited, but I'm pregnant with the word for you. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Are you there in Proverbs 22? I want everybody to be looking into a Bible or look up into the the scriptures that are on the screen. It says train, underline the word train. Train up a child in the way he should go. So there's a way a child must go and you must train them in that way. So if the arrow will hit the right target, you must be able to be strong and hold it firmly and target it and train Push it and move it. It says, train a child the way they should grow. And when he's old, he will not depart from the training that you provided. So the home is a training center. There's a difference between a house and a home. Children are a gift from God, we are told. They must be raised in a home. The house is just a physical structure. The house is the home. Amen. Are you here? Yeah. A home is an atmosphere. It's not a fiscal building. The house is made up of bricks, blocks, wood, etc. But the home is an atmosphere. Somebody shout atmosphere. atmosphere. Because you can be given Buckingham Palace with all its 670 bedrooms and all the other state rooms, etc. And you will still not be happy in that house. It is an atmosphere you create. And it must be deliberately created for you to enjoy that home. Amen. And for the child to be raised, we need to create the right conditions. There is no training center that doesn't create the right conditions for the training of the students in the place. Every parent, therefore, becomes a lecturer and a trainer by default. And if you will be a lecturer and trainer by default, you must have a curriculum for the training. Are you here this morning? The Bible says train, therefore you need to have something to train. You must have a structure to train. The home must be the atmosphere that we create. If it is a very toxic atmosphere, it is not a place where a child would want to grow well. A child will not survive well, no matter how beautiful the house is, if the conditions, the atmosphere is not a very healthy atmosphere. For instance, if we have an atmosphere of constant quarrels we're gonna have a bad training center. Because you don't need to speak. Children pick up by what they observe. They speak, some of the things they speak, they pick it at random. They behave the way you behave. Whether you intentionally show them or not, they pick it from you. And so the atmosphere we create is key. If it's a very constant, quarreling, bickering, insulting atmosphere, cantankerous atmosphere you know cantankerous the dictionary defines cantankerous as very ill-natured and quarrelsome it's as if quarrel is what you eat you you, 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 you are just allergic to peace if there's no tension then it's not you Such an atmosphere will not rear up children properly. And so we need to intentionally create an atmosphere of love. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Your husband will not run away from the house when the home is a very lovely scene. If he's coming back from work he's not afraid that as soon as you meet him at the door he's going to be a frowned face. And instead of at least how is your day? Why did you ring the bell? Where is your key? Please don't start off like that. When it's like that, then he stays on. Even though work is finished at 7, he's hanging around with friends till by the time he comes, at least the source of the quarrel has fallen asleep. So he can make his way, get out, fall down, wake up, and run off the house the next morning. And this goes on. We may carry rings, but there is nothing that we call a home because the home is so toxic. And when the home is so toxic, it will poison the development of the children. Are you here? So the scripture says that the home should be a place where we train the gifts that God has given to us. And they are called children. But we must start off with ourselves to create that home. An atmosphere of love. An atmosphere of peace. Amen. And if you have to create an atmosphere of peace, it starts off with how we conduct ourselves and especially how we communicate. Communication is the bedrock and oxygen of every marriage. And every relationship, communication. But we have healthy communication and we have unhealthy ones. If we create an atmosphere of peace, peace starts off with how we speak things, how we say things, and how we talk to each other. Have you realized that the wars of this world have always been caused by words? Somebody must accuse someone, and the other fires back, and then it goes on left, right, center, left, right, left, right, left, right, until somebody just takes some B-52 bombers. And take some Apache helicopters and pack some soldiers. And then go and bomb the place. And this one to start targeting you. And that's how wars start. It's all because of words. If one will be cool headed a little bit. And change the way we speak. Please come with me to Proverbs chapter 15. Proverbs 15. Verse 1 to 3. An atmosphere of peace. That's home house is bricks and blocks home is atmosphere that's why when you go to anywhere they tell you feel at home not feel at house a soft answer turns away anger or wrath wrath is the highest form of anger that's when any little thing you start kicking things start kicking things I know a man, the wedding pictures in the living room. The frame has been changed more than 10 times. Because as soon as he loses it, he brings everything down. He kicks everything in the house so angry. But if you kick a stone in anger, you hurt your own foot. Are you here? A soft answer turns away wrath. But harsh words stirs up the anger. Harsh words stir up the anger. The question is, what is the cause of the trouble? What is the cause of the anger? Can we not address it any other way so that we create an atmosphere of peace? Children then learn in this atmosphere because when it's an atmosphere of peace, then they can do well. That's how God has structured us. All of us, we thrive well in a peaceful atmosphere. That's what the Bible says. He leads us beside still waters, not troubled waters. Sheep will not drink from troubled waters because they will be afraid that probably there's a crocodile in the water. So no matter how the water is looking, they won't like to stay in. But God leads us beside still waters. May your home be still waters. Lead your children in the path of righteousness. Beside still waters. Let the conditions in the home be still waters. Peaceful atmosphere. A peaceful atmosphere indirectly teaches the children to be peaceful as well. If we are very quarrelsome, they also become quarrelsome. I remember some time ago we had a camp meeting with most of the youth. And, and in one of the one-to-one conversations, after I've taught them extensively on dangers of premarital sex, and I spoke for about eight hours teaching from the word of God, and they were asking questions because they youth, they get excited about sex. <laughs> and I had a time for them from morning to evening. All the questions, and we are handling it from Genesis to Revelation, proving with scriptures. And then when we finished, so I asked them, so would you now marry? Most of them raised their hands, but one, two or three didn't want to marry. So we asked the gentleman, what is the meaning of this? Why don't you? I called him He said, oh, uh, I, don't think, I don't think I want to marry. I want to have peace. I said, what is that? He said, ah, mom and dad, every time they are quarreling. Every time it's about taxes, it's about rent, it's about this, it's about bills. I, I don't want that stress. See, that's what he has been seeing. So we have to talk him out of it to say, well, your parents, maybe by the time they were getting married, they didn't get good counseling. You are privileged to be in such an atmosphere. You receive good counseling. You know how to handle issues, etc., etc." But you see, I became concerned because he was a boy. And I was concerned that the trap of the enemy is that when they start having such thoughts, By the time he he was in sixth form at that time, by the time they get to university, they start relating with other boys and start thinking that marrying a woman is a cause of problems. So let's, I think it will be good when you hang around with boys and then you know where that is going. And gradually, it shifts the game. So I said, no, I have to talk this guy out of this right now. And make sure that the proper things are put into him to see the whole perspective that your parents may be doing that, but they may be in error because they didn't get anyone to counsel them. But you are going to start from a better footing. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometime later, I asked him, so what's the way? I He said, Pastor, yeah, I think I, I will marry. I said, you are now talking. And you marry a woman. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Not genetically modified. Not surgically modified. Amen. But that one which was born a woman. Like the baby I'm about to do. We know she's a girl. Amen. Amen. It's a dangerous world we are in now. Because you know, as I've always said, the danger for parents is the fact that when your child grows up and meets someone now, we don't know whether the journey he's bringing home was born Johnny, or has been surgically altered. And you can't request Johnny to bring his birth certificate. So we we are not sure anymore. May God help us that we will be sure of who is who in the name of Jesus so we don't end up with disaster at our doors in Jesus' name. Train up a child the way he should go. And when he grows up, he will not Depart from it. So we have to provide training. And the training must cover spiritual training. Spiritual training. It must be intentional. I want you to run, parents here, run the home as a serious business. Amen. It must be spiritual. There must be spiritual training. And it must be intentional spiritual training. That is the first course that they must pick. They must read their Bible. Teach them how to read the Bible. Don't just bring them to church. You must be the first to teach them the word. Amen. Amen. Teach them the word. If By the time they get to pastor, you must be the one to actually lead them to be born again. If you are saved, you must get them born again. You must be the one to lead them to Christ. God has invested so much and he has trusted you so much with responsibility. He could have given that child to any other person. But his agenda for that child requires that he trusted you and brought that child through you to be born into this world. So handle God's gift with care. Hallelujah. And start that child off by serious spiritual training. Before they learn to talk, pray with them. Amen. Pray with them. Pray with them. Read the Bible to them. And as they grow, make sure that the home is organized in a way that there's daily and constant Bible reading. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Secondly, teach them moral etiquette. Teach them morality. Make sure. Be confident. Be a teacher. Amen. When they start asking all those questions about body parts, be strong and answer the questions. Don't be ashamed of them. And don't be shy of them. You give birth to them. How dare you be shy of them? Don't let another person provide that training first. Be the first. So that they don't hear another thing. When they hear from another teacher, they may not ask you, and you assume they know, but they will be perverted somewhere along the line. So may you be strong as a parent, in Jesus' name, and lay down the rules, put down the information that they require. So there must be moral etiquette. Teach them how to say please and how to say thank you. Teach them how to respect authority don't let what goes on in society affect your home your home is a unique training center for unique children that has been given to you be like Samson's parents they knew that their neighbors had children the Bible says in Judges chapter 13 that Samson's mother had been barren for so many years scripture did not tell us how long but it's been quite a long time and the Bible says an angel of the Lord came to Samson's mother and said you are going to be pregnant and you have a son and you must ensure that you yourself don't take alcohol and that child is never given alcohol all the days of his life because god has a plan for his life and he shall begin the deliverance of israel from the hands of the philistines a lot of people believe something failed yes somewhere along the line he failed but the scripture for his calling was that he would begin the deliverance david finished it he began the deliverance as long as he kept the covenant he continued but when he messed it up his eyes were taken away his vision was taken away but his parents played their role until himself was of age but the Bible says that when, when that information came to the woman, she wasn't just excited. She ran home and told the husband, I have met God. I have met a man of God who says these things and has given me these conditions. And the Bible says, some since Father Manoah decided to also go to God with a request and to say, Lord, if it is you that spoke to my wife, I want you to appear to me. And my reason for asking you to appear is not a curiosity to see an angel, but I want to know how I should order the life of the child. In other words, my request is I want to know how to train up this unique child. I know my neighbors have children. I'm not going to ask them for some tips. You brought me this one. Show me how to raise this one. And I pray that every parent here, you will ask God specifically for each of them that God has given you. Ask him for this one too, Lord, what is the agenda? And what is the training for this one? Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. In a university, you've got so many courses. Depending on which career pathway you are going, you have different lectures that train you in a different way. And sometimes some courses are more than the others, but we will all finish anyway. Yes. Some will finish when we all arrived, some finish before some of us, but we, all, we have all finally finished. Yes, Amen. And so depending on which pathway, some could be six years, others could be three years, but whatever be the case, because of the unique nature of your assignment on campus, then it requires a different set of training and different set of lecturers. Are you here? So we may all arrive, but then we all move in different destinations. Because our destinations are different, as far as the career and course pathways are concerned, we have got different lectures and we have got different systems and different structures. And so I want you to, as a parent, see that child that has come in as an agenda of God and ask God, what is the curriculum for this one? What is the plan? The Bible says, as soon as the man prayed that prayer, God answered the prayer. And the next day, God himself visited. It was not just an angel. Because the Bible says when the angel came and spoke, when he wanted to leave, Samson's father wanted to offer sacrifice. He allowed the sacrifice. And then he said, why don't you wait to eat? And then the man asked his name. And he says, why do you want to know my name? It is wonderful. That's all that he said. And then the Bible says, as the sacrifice was going on, he ascended up the flame and went up. And we know throughout Scripture when the prophecy about the birth of the Messiah was announced, one of His names was Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah! So that was a Christophany, the appearance of Christ in the Old Testament right before He came in, and so God Himself manifested to Samson's father to tell him, "This is how you should raise the child." And they did their best. Parents, do your best. Hallelujah do your best to the very end. And for 40 years, Samson's hair was not cut, and he touched no alcohol. And I'm sure that as he was growing up, he would have put pressure on his parents when he sees some of his friends with all kinds of hairstyles, with the Nike symbol right at the center of the head. And I have run to mommy and said, mommy, I want to have an haircut. They said, no, something, no. He said, but yeah, but my friend Johnny has it, and Michael has it, and this one. And as for me, I believe the parents is something, yes, they have it, but you are you. You are unique. You are different. There's a different assignment on you. And they managed to handle that until himself was grown up 40 years. Now he's a man on himself. If he messes up, that's up to him. Yeah. But play your part. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And they did their best. Until he disclosed that thing to Delilah, they have done their best. He was not a teenager when he met Delilah. He had grown up and he was even ruling Israel. He was a king. He was actually a governor over the whole state for so many years until Delilah came into the picture. His hair was never cut. The parents have played their role. God may have given you another something. Watch that something carefully. Creates an atmosphere of Peace an atmosphere of love and an atmosphere of trust amen Amen. so teach morality teach proper etiquette and as many as sometimes when i see some of the homework that is brought home i tell my wife these teachers i think this one is for us this homework is for us because i just can't understand how It's, it's a lot it's quite a lot and then i sometimes i say hey we we are educated. How about those who are not educated to our level? Can they handle this mathematics at this level? Upgrade yourself as a parent Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. Get some exposure and make sure that academically you are also pushing them. Academically, give them a good footing. Amen. Amen. Give them a good footing in Jesus' name. Do all that you do your best and provide a very good academic footing for them. If there are extra classes and you can afford, make a way for them. In Jesus' name, make a way for them. That is an arrow that you are preparing to fire. And in the end, it will bring you a big game. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The next thing is create exposure for them. Give them exposure. Give them exposure. The School trips, if you can afford, please put them in let them travel a little and see some things yes. amen <laughs> take them out sometimes let them explore even the area some of you you are so engrossed in your work so that the, the the street behind your house your foot has never stepped there before you don't even know what is there take a walk through some of the woods in the area let them explore some things because your children that you give back to in Europe and America they are afraid of lizard <laughs> lizard and flies this is an embarrassment. Butterflies. And butterflies. Man, it must not happen. Give them some exposure so they don't fear these things. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Remember when we took, oh, I won't say it. They will laugh at him, so I won't say it. I won't say it. I'll forgive him. He's been a good boy during the week, so otherwise today I would have, I would have exposed him. But give them some exposure. Amen. Take them to some places. Let them see something that they can desire to want to aspire to. In Jesus' name. Make time to create memories. Make time to create memories. It's all part of creating a home. Create memories. And take as many pictures as possible. And keep them for the records. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Make memories. Spend time together. Let the home be a free home. Men, release yourself. In Jesus' name. Let your children be able to play with you. Let your wife be able to play with you. She should be able to hold your ears and run around. Don't make yourself as if your whole body from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet has been immersed and baptized in starch. You are so, you are not flexible at all. They can't play with you everything like military style. Let the children see how love operates. Amen. Amen. Let them see you dance with mommy in the living room and carry her around about. Don't let them just, they, they, they have to imagine their marriage. Let them see it. This is when you meet some people in town, and you know sometimes when you go to parties and things, like, couples come and then the men are sitting down like I, say, I ask myself, so what is the point of all this? The whole thing is looking so formal. Your wife wants you to hold it, you don't want to hold it. But when it's eleven o'clock in the light, you want to perform signs and wonders. May the Lord help you, in Jesus' name. Make memories. Spend time with the children. Spend time with the family. Yes, we can be busy with work, but as I've always said, don't forget this statement. If you fall down there today, your job will be advertised for. Your company will advertise it. Anyway, they'll just say, oh, we are sorry that we have lost him. Uh, But they will advertise it anyway. They are not going to say for the sake of your memory, that position will not be advertised. No, the continuity of the business must happen. But your family will not be able to advertise for your position. So whatever happens, create time. Amen. And create an atmosphere of excitement in the home that everyone will look forward to coming home. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 So make memories. Holidays. Take some time off. Go away and enjoy don't tell me pastor i don't have documents i don't have money you you don't need to travel there it's, people travel and come to uk have you been to cornwall somerset. somerset all those other places get you don't need visa to go there go <laughs> amen. amen and spend some time make memories let the family be strong a strong family It's a winning family. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. They said they shall speak with the enemy at the gate because those children will become very confident there will be no face that they can't face. There will be no challenge that they will not be able to meet because you have given them whatever it takes to be confident. If you don't know how to swim, give them swimming lessons, please. (laughs) Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Ms. Afo, do you know how to swim? Yes. If you don't come from places where we have sea, Those of us from Osu in Accra, we swim. So, If you don't, you fear the water, you give the children the exposure. Let them be able to to see water because this country that we are in is a piece of island surrounded by water. (laughs) All your neighbors are water and you want to get out of the closest neighbor too. Your closest neighbor is you. You say you are coming out of it. You'll be left with no other neighbor except sea. So in case the sea decides to come to you, your children will be able to swim and help you out. One way or the other, there must be an advantage in the house. Somebody must know how to swim. Amen. Give them exposure and make some time for holidays. Glory be to Jesus. Amen and amen. And in order to ensure an atmosphere of peace, deal with conflicts in the way scripture has asked us to deal with it. Conflicts will arise. But when they do arise... According to the scripture we read, soft words turn away anger. Grievous words stir up the anger. Let that guide the approach. Amen. The approach. If we want to have peace, we approach. We don't confront, we approach. The words sound the same, but they are different. I'm going to confront him. If you go and confront him, there will be a confrontation. And there will be a showdown. But there must be an approach to the issue. Amen. There is no perfect person anywhere. So the person you have married will not be perfect thoroughly. Will have some naughty knots around that you must deal with. And some you must deal with all the days of your life in the marriage. So when it's financial, which is the source of the conflict, may God give you wisdom to know how to handle it. Genuine relationships and genuine marriages that will produce strong arrows for the future must be able to have a system that is so transparent when it comes to finances. Because the relationship must be built on trust. And we must be able to be transparent with our finances. Amen. Amen. Transparency. Transparency. Some people love money. They love money. They marry their money instead of you. So they have serious relationship with the money than you. So anything about money, no. They change. They change completely. I pray for you in Jesus' name that we will be masters over the money and not the money controlling us. And may we be genuine about it. A human being is far better than money. Amen. And so learn to handle the money very well. Structure it, plan it, Organize it very well, and everyone should be transparent about it. If you earn 2,000 pounds, say the truth. Don't say it's 400, $400, or five, 400 pounds. This is my salary. If I've been struggling, every month you have intentionally made yourself so morose. Thinking, artificial thinking, artificial worry. Meanwhile, you are building somewhere, and your spouse has no idea. It's not a good thing. It's a dangerous thing. You must marry the person you trust. And when we trust, we trust all through. All through. Financially, materially, whatever, we must be able to trust through. I always say, if you can't marry the finances, then why are we marry? Why are we marry? We must be able to marry the money too. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We must be able to put things together and plan very well. Because no matter how anointed you are, it will take money to bring to pass that dream that you have for the home. Every marriage, every dream, every home, there is a dream you have. There's a place you want your children to go to school. Unless you are a very dangerous parent who don't think about your children. But your children must do better than you. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. And there's no need to compete with your children. No proper, normally level-headed parents will love to compete with their children. You want them to do better than you. Even Jesus said, those who come after me and believe in me, greater works than this shall they do. So you must be able to give them the platform. But finance is the key. One of the major sources of conflict in relationship is finances. We are not honest about it at all. This one is keeping his, this one is keeping his and hiding it. Uh, Pastor, but if we, if we join the money, the guy is a cheat. He has, been, he, has been, he has been abusing the joint accounts. Yes, we know that. So what you do is that there will still have to be a joint account, but we call it a project account. Amen? So there's a certain percentage that comes to you, to your own account, because at least... You know, there are certain things you want to tend yourself about. So once you have been able to be honest about your salaries, you must decide the percentages of what goes into a project account and then we define the project. So if it's about building somewhere in Tanzania, then you have to make sure that we are maybe we are all putting 30% of our income into that pot. It stays there for the Tanzania project. When Tanzania project is over, we will put another one there for the next project. So then you know that the other percentage is coming into your account and the other one that runs the home. So everything is put into that pot for that purpose. Are you here? So it's not like 100% from here, 100% from here, everything goes there. Sometimes when you have got people that are not trustworthy, they cause problems. But there must be a need for a project account that is for both. Amen. And nobody touches that one for buying kinky and shoe and shirt. That one is for the project as defined. Are you here? Amen. So that we will be able to deal with the source of the conflict. Another source of conflict is sex. Sex in the marriage. Let there be peace in the home. Amen. Denying each other. The Bible says is defrauding. That word is only used for criminals. But the scripture says that you are defrauding each other. Be very honest when you are not ready. Amen? But not to do things like, oh, take your hands off me. I'm resting. I'm not ready today. And the sisters do know how to manufacture some imaginary headache. (laughs) Then there are others too that are just not interested at all in the other. Recently, I was dealing with a case like that and I told them, I said, listen, don't marry anybody who doesn't turn you on. that when you marry then these things don't show up amen are you here you are not marrying a spirit and we need to be very honest about that so we don't create problems so that the home will be toxic free amen amen are you here glory be to jesus and the approach to conflict is key raise the matter in a respectful atmosphere and talk about it passionately but respectfully to each other. You must be able to respect each other. And may God help us to raise homes that can have children that will develop very well. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for you that your home will be well. I pray for you that your relationships will thrive. I pray for you that the teaching this morning will go a long way to turn things around in your homes. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I declare over your life that the Lord bless you all and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift his great countenance on you and give you peace in jesus name amen. amen we move on to the baby naming and this has been a broadcast of green pastures with Bishop James Hansen Saki of the Christchurch International Group of Churches located in the United Kingdom, Switzerland, Ghana and USA. For further information, please contact us on telephone plus On the web, www.christchurches.org. Facebook, Christ Church International. Christ Church, changing lives, fulfilling destinies on the foundation of God's Word.